for one of our specials, Reza, we should do an entire podcast like they do on NPR. <laughs> Just the NPR special. No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Explain oh, explain you like your tea crackers, Bo. Well, you see, if you decide to go with the the water cracker for your tea, you can also use them for your brie, so that it does save you a little bit of money at the grocery store. You get your tea and your brie? Now, Bo, I do get I my was... tea and my brie for my cracker. I've been told that your interest in water crackers came about as a side interest while you were becoming a beer sommelier. Is that true? Indeed. It, it, the, that's the other benefit of the, of the water cracker is it, it really helps cleanse the palate if you're trying to sample different flavors, mm. trying to get different yes. tastes on your tongue. You know, it helps reset everything back to just a very, plain bland. Very neutral mouthfeel. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, one and of as the we know, it's all about the mouthfeel. Yes, one of the things that you have to consider while becoming an alcoholic beverage sans-vanier is that the mouthfeel is quite important, not only with beer, but with wine as well, especially with wine. You can have dry wine, you can have sweet wine, but that doesn't have anything to do with the mouthfeel. Those are aftertastes. It is also important to consider when becoming an alcoholic. Yes, yes, as my father and my father before him have once done. Well, I think many people overlook the secret when, 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 when alcoholism strikes, is you have to find a beverage that you enjoy, that tastes just good enough, but is just cheap enough to get the job done. Mm, That's a 1800. <laughs> hey, welcome everyone back to the Savvy Cast. We're recording. Excellent. I'm Excellent. glad you're able to get this conversation on recording. Yes, that's yes. that that's correct. Hello. Hello. I am one of the hosts of the Savvy Cast, Bo. With me tonight, we also have Poopy Boop. Reza Smolder. Sausage. And this is the Savvy Cast. Sausage. <laughs> it's just Reza's impression of everybody from now on. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's hey, honestly everyone. Everyone. listening at home, all 10 people, I crave death now. Um, <laughs> so if someone could help me, I can email you my address and we could have a, I could pay like 10 bucks for my death. Oh, blink once, ten, blink ten once if you're in danger and blink twice if you're not. Blink, okay, she's blink. fine. <laughs> she's this fine. podcast has been brought to you by Instant Suicide. For just $10, you can commit suicide for one American. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. <laughs> I feel like there could be a song of people just looking like a video of people looking depressed and then you have like a, a, a spoof on that song where it's like currently not in the arms of an angel <laughs> this was almost as awkward as that time where I wandered into the wrong convention when the sudoku and the seppuku conventions were next to each other <laughs> that was oh that was God, not pretty great. that's great never seen so many math nerds hey you have to be you have to be careful i i do because of course i do i own a katana oh, so of things course like you that, do. i could take care of business <laughs> our, our very own poopy boop brand katanas yeah Oh, wait, wait, wait! I thought you were telling me the other day that you use that you don't use the katana for proper seppuku. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you use a, no, you use a, a, a yeah. yeah, it's like a ceremonial blade. blade. Yeah, use a shorter blade when it's time to do the business. But you know, push comes to shove. Wait, so if you, I'm 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 now imagining a product that is um 
like a discreet roll of toilet paper that looks like a seppuku blade for when you need to do the business. When you, oh shit! All right, don't say that on the podcast. That's a good idea. We should talk about that later. <laughs> when you need to do the business. Solid idea. For when you've made the ultimate mistake. Send your poops to hell. <laughs> Now, 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 I want to bring up something honor. that's very infuriating that, okay. that, uh, that, uh, you know, for all of your mistakes, apparently Reza, I, I've come to learn, has a very sliding scale on what's a mistake hey. and what... <laughs> hey, I'm not included in this scale, okay? It's literally your scale. <laughs> okay, okay, can we, can, can we, can I ask you, Reza, is your scale a lot like Bob Ross's used to be? Where some things, like, there were no mistakes. There were just happy accidents. No, no. Uh, imagine no. the opposite of that. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> the opposite. Everything's a mistake. And so, no, so, 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 I, I was talking with a coworker the other day, and, and he was like, Reza, um, so how are you? How, you know, how are you, how are you doing? Making shit chat. And I say, I'm good. He's like, just good? Like, yeah, just good. I don't mince words. Like, all right. <laughs> and, he, like, he, he took that, he, he's like, like not 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 great no just good just good just good so the yeah. other the other night sausage was showing me his his new dm dice which he's quite proud of uh because they were a gift and you know they're 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 all right they're pretty neat and that just eats him up inside that like i i can't they're i can't amazing. say that they're good <laughs> so, like, yeah, they're no, okay. just, all right they are okay. a piece of engineering they're okay like, like when I'm when I'm when I'm in a shit mood, I will tell people like, "Look, I am fucking tired. I am in a shit mood. If I'm if I'm if I'm you know doing okay, I'm I'm doing okay. Rarely, if ever, you will tell like I will I will never tell someone I'm feeling really fucking good unless I'm feeling really fucking good. That's how my sliding mm. scale works. I'm honest. I woke I woke up today and saw my face in a mirror, and after that, it's been all fucking awesome. <laughs> I wish I could say that. Damn. I was gonna say, yeah. Usually, that's like the exact opposite. Like I saw I, my face in the mirror, and the rest of the day has just been downhill. I, I, I looked in the mirror and I saw myself, and I was like, you know what? Things may be rough, but as long as you look like that, things are probably gonna work out for you. Oh my gosh. That's a lie. People on here don't know what I look worked like. out for him. Up yeah. to this, pretty well up to this point. I make oh. it. I, I make it work. Like I pull it off. Because most people are like, look at you. At least you're funny. <laughs> That's so depressing. I think I'm fucking funny. Everyone leave me okay. alone. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only thing they have going? It's all I have. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't care if people are laughing with me or at me. As long as they're laughing. Needs improvement. <laughs> Needs some Oh, you should segue to that. Because mm, that's, a, that's a mood. So, like, the... The worst thing that you can, we were talking about this earlier, the worst thing that you can ever consider on like an assignment or something that you were doing is like, you know, the teacher writes in the margin needs improvement because that usually means that oh. while they were reading your assignment, it was like literally physically nauseating. Like they could barely make it through your material and they're you know, trying to it's... put in the politest way possible that like literally anything you could have done would have been better than what you assigned. You know, like I've had that happen before where a teacher says, you know, needs improvement on an essay or something. But instead of the teacher just like saying needs improvement, can I talk to you after class? I said, you know, sure. 
they were like, while I was reading this, I damn near smelt toast. <laughs> and as as a kid, I didn't understand. I was like, why are we cooking toast? But as an adult, <laughs> I understand now that I almost gave my teacher a stroke. <laughs> I have, uh, for me, it was teachers always telling me they'd read an assignment or they'd see a paper and they'd be like, poop. You have so much potential. <laughs> That's what I got a lot. You have so much just disappointment, potential. hardcore just disappointment. Sheer rip your heart out disappointment. <laughs> they weren't angry. They were just disappointed. <laughs> I, I feel like we could gain a lot from uh, just a day in the life of Poopy Boop. You know, like a like a journal or a diary or Poop's log. I woke up this morning, glanced at myself in the mirror, and knew it was probably going to be okay. Ran outside and jumped on my motorcycle and rode through the frigid winter of Colorado for seven hours just to get some mediocre pizza with an old friend. Mm, All in all, a pretty great day. (laughs) You know? But before I go to bed tonight, I'll glance at myself in the mirror again. Just so I have sweet dreams. I thought you were going to talk about full body. Oh, do you, oh, the full, oh, poop slog with full body. Okay. For everybody who doesn't know, when you have VR, there are a couple types of people. And if you're one of those types of people who really becomes an enthusiast, you begin chasing the dragon of immersion. You know, the dragon's tail of immersion. You're never going to catch it. It's never going to be perfect, but you start. So recently I upgraded my setup and got these things called Vive trackers, which in some games allow you to track your hips and your feet. So you have more immersion, full body tracking. I went through a week of trying to get it to work and the solution was so deceptively simple. I am kind of embarrassed to say it on something that people might hear. No, go ahead, please. They were, my trackers were fucking up and wandering because one of the sensors could see their reflection in my television. (laughs) (laughs) The solution was that I put a blanket over my television, and now everything works perfectly. I haven't heard this before! Reflections with laser field tracking really fuck with trackers. Yeah, better question, why does your TV have reflections with laser field tracking? Anything, Anything reflective will do it. So like a large piece of glass or a window... Um, if you have any mirrors, or like a really room, moody friend, or a moody friend, um, will cause basically what it happen. What happens is, you know, the the lighthouse which measures distance to that tracker sees the reflection of that tracker, so the distance is farther. And as it tries to like sort what it's seeing out, even though it doesn't make sense, your leg or your hip or heck, if you're you know if your controllers can suffer the same thing, will just wander away from you. In VR, they just in fly the away. Arms of yeah. an angel. And I like, I, I was at the limit of my sanity. I probably know more about how Vive trackers work than anybody alive that Hashtag doesn't actually work. Humble brag. Weird flex, I know, um, <laughs> because I have tried so many things one. to get them to work. Someone from like the so, Vive Foundation is going to be listening to this and just goes, bet. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I hate to say this because it's not even that interesting of a story, but I will tell everyone there are two types of tracking failures that you will have if you try using Vive trackers, whether using them for industrial purposes or like VR chat or whatever you're using them for, you'll have two types of failures. You'll have 
total and complete immediate loss of tracking. That is a tracker issue. The tracker, the problem is either in the dongle, or the tracker itself, maybe the USB port. Yeah. That's where you should start looking. Or you're going to have wandering no, failures. Wandering failures are almost always either reflection or interference. Turn off your 2.4 gig, uh, gigahertz Wi-Fi network, and if you're still seeing wandering, cover all the reflective shit in your room. There we go. There we go. There we go. So, uh, uh, can you elaborate more on the, the on the 2.4 Wi-Fi thing? Because uh, I'm pretty sure that just sent like eight people in a loop. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz, right? Yeah, 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz. 5 yeah, gigahertz that, is pretty common knowledge, Bluetooth. I feel. 2.4 gigahertz is like legacy Wi-Fi. And Bluetooth, mm -hmm. which is what trackers use, runs very close to 2.4 so, gigahertz. So for, for mm. an explanation of like what that means in terms of why I fucking hate discussing this and, and why I groan and roll my eyes when I hear this discussion is because I used to work, I used to work in the pit at Best Buy. And... <laughs> Um, <laughs> I never knew this about to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no. So so before before I got my start in 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 the squad of losers, I actually worked on the sales floor at one point. And mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm not I'm not particularly proud of this, but everyone starts somewhere. Like I, I know like a half dozen IT professionals that I work with that started in similar positions or the same fucking position. And everyone would come by, like if if they're looking to buy like a wireless router or something, and they'd be like does this make my Wi-Fi faster? Well, it depends on your definition of faster and can it and will. Because <laughs> um, like, you know, every once in a while, someone will have like fucking like slowest to slow ISP, like sub 10 megabytes per second on like fucking copper wires, like, you know, things that they can't control or have no idea about. And they'll be like, I'm going to buy the fastest Wi-Fi router. Which one is the fastest? And I just like kind of look at people like they're all of the same relative speed. It depends on your internet connection and how much fucking shit you have in your house. And that's yep. like such a nebulous concept for people to understand. Because like going like, back to wait, the- Wait, I can't the... run all 37 of my iPads on one network? <laughs> no. I mean, you can, but don't be surprised if you divide that bandwidth in 30 parts. Yeah. Not that it's like one to one and like how much you divide it, but like, eh. So most Wi-Fi routers today operate on, on dual band. They have, they have a 2.4 gigahertz uh, broadcast range and a 5 gigahertz broadcast range. And the reason for that is, like back in the day, when everything was 2.4 gigahertz, uh, people didn't really necessarily understand that because that range is so close to several other different like radio broadcast uh, peripherals and stuff mm -hmm. like that, people would be like on their Wi-Fi and then they'd use their garage door opener and they'd kick themselves off of a download. Yeah, Shit. The, two, the area around 2.4 gigahertz got real fucking crowded. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and then you start running into issues where like people in houses next to each other are all on the same broadcast wavelength. They're, they're all on conflicting channels yes. and everything. Yep. Which is why if you live in like a crowded apartment complex, invest in some fucking ethernet cables, you heathen. Woo, Ethernet. Or, 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 uh, what I what I did when I was setting up the internet at my apartment was I downloaded like a Wi-Fi analyzer app. They're, they tend to just be free or under five dollars, and it will tell you these channels are the busiest. And this one over here has like two networks on it, and I manually set my router to that channel so I can get the least interference on my network. Or or 
get no interference. Use a cord. Well, Just yeah, but I still have a cord. cell phone and, it, you know, I can't hook my cell phone up to my router and have internet. But, but your cell phone well, isn't going to be the actually, thing that you're using the most at home. Or you can't hook your phone up to your ethernet yet. Yet. I mean, you can't, you can. They do make USB C to Ethernet adapters. Yeah, that's oh, true. They sure do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they yeah. sure do. Yeah, they do. You could have one next to your bed because it would charge your phone and you'd have wired connection. Oh, <laughs> talk dirty to me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's hilarious. What you can do is do what I did for a long time, which is have two five gigahertz networks because you have a lot of shit Woo. and a 2.4 gigahertz legacy network and then name them after some of your favorite lines in your favorite movies, such as, I am your father. That's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> I named my, my college Wi-Fi SSID the Thunderdome. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my Wi-Fi network is currently named... Uh... That's smart. <laughs> Should I edit that out? No, uh, no, I mean, I just want to do three of my wife right now. Someone's going to be, like, cruising in, like, the general area that they've, like, reversed engineered, like, where, where Bo lives because the podcast has been running for a year okay. now. If they put in the effort to hack into my Wi-Fi network, they've earned it. I don't run a lot of devices on my network. You've kind of earned it. Hey, Plus by the way, if you'd like to email us, I'll put the link somewhere on our site eventually. Please, please post the most embarrassing material that you can find on, on Bo's hard drive. Thank you. So I, uh, <laughs> I actually uh, I get an email anytime someone new signs onto my Wi-Fi network. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah, yeah. If a thousand people sign on to it tomorrow or whenever this releases, I'll probably just change the but SSI. If, if so Wi-Fi many, Wi-Fi if so many people, <laughs> so check this out. If so many um, people access it that it crashes your mail, like it looks like a like a a, a DDSO, then like. How will you know if if just like too many people are accessing your Wi-Fi or the mail servers down? Because from your perspective, it'll be the same. Um, if I had that much network traffic, it would be hard to. Uh, I'm gonna flex again. Sorry, everybody. If I had that much network traffic over my home network, it would be hard to access my server. That's oh my um, god! Yeah, yeah. So that's probably how I'd test for it. Sorry for the flex, everybody. Oh jeez. <laughs> so here's a here, here's a here's a funny here's a funny jam. Neighbors down the street, you know, I was driving along along one day. My phone's like, oh, you love Wi-Fi. Here's some local Wi-Fi. So I'm like, I'm all the way down the street. I'm going somewhere. I don't need to connect. Well, the closest Wi-Fi to me at the time was it burns when IP 2.4. Yes. And honestly, that that's it. That's a Wi-Fi name. <laughs> like, no, no, like, no. Tell my wife it I took love me her. a second to realize what that joke was. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I was trying to figure out what to name my network, I I looked up all all the puns, and I found that one before. Uh, FBI surveillance van tends to be a popular one, and puns of like LAN, IP, oh. Wi-Fi tend to so, hit pretty high. So I have a good the, story uh, about the Wi-Fi. The work truck from my company. It's, it has a onboard Wi-Fi. It's satellite Wi-Fi, which I don't see the need for. But hey, I don't. My streaming man music is free, so I'm gonna take it. <laughs> but we renamed it to the FBI van <laughs> because you have this big black like truck. And I was yeah, waiting for the yeah, end of that sentence the... with bated breath. With what? Never mind. Bated keep going. Breath. So listeners uh, will catch it. 
someone in our store the other day was like looking for Wi-Fi and you know truck pulls in and uh all of a sudden they're like uh guys why is there an FBI van outside your store <laughs> I was just like you know what that's a good question they're probably looking for someone <laughs> okay like don't don't crucify me for door? this but you know what would be even worse than that oh ice Oh. Ice fan. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be worse. That'd that be would be worse. that would definitely be worse. No one would do it because it'd be highly unethical, but it would definitely be worse. You know where was I? Where was the where was ice with, uh, when the Capitol was being stormed? Uh, that's, well, that's the question that's because, that we should. Have. That's because no undesirables were there. Obviously. Well, also, wouldn't that be like outside of their jurisdiction? Ooh, I'm not an yeah. expert in government agencies. Uh, no, I actually have a really good Wi-Fi story I want to tell okay. to keep this okay. light. So I used to live in the, like, we didn't have high-speed internet at my house until I was 18. And when I was 16, I was gifted by family a PlayStation Portable. Oh, oh no. yeah, it'll be That's why I played God of War the first time. But, but you know what the problem is? How many less than you ten games only, did you own for it? I had I had like seven or eight games, and they were fucking epic. But the yeah. problem was, um, to update your PSP, it could only do it over Wi-Fi, and we didn't have Wi-Fi in my house. Go to so what I did? Oh, the, this was right around the time Starbucks started. Like you had to go buy something. Uh, and I was poor because I was a high school student. So I got into my Honda and went to the rich people's neighborhood and just drove around at night looking for Wi-Fi. <laughs> and so oh, I'm trying to find like an open SSID. I just parked in front of these people's houses for like 25 minutes and updated my PSP while it was hooked to my car's cigarette lighter. Look, look, I, can you <laughs> can you spare a crumb of Wi-Fi? Yeah, I literally rolled around the rich people's neighborhood. Please, sir. I want some Wi-Fi. <laughs> Please bless my journey you know, honestly, heathen body with some Wi-Fi. <laughs> you, you know, honestly, they should have made the PSP have an Ethernet cable. I honestly, they should have given you an adapter because, like, that was yeah. like, right around the time before Wi-Fi was like you fucking ubiquitous. Like before it was yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like I remember even like in the DSI days, or like just the DSI or the DS even. When you'd go for like look for Wi-Fi and it was like you need Nintendo only Wi-Fi. Yeah, Here's a but Nintendo you, you, you know, network. You, you know how <laughs> Nintendo got around that? They had fucking system updates on on oh, newer cards. Yeah. So if you bought a yeah. new game and it required like a hefty system update, it would come on the card. Yeah. Can, can we... Honestly, that's not a bad thing. Can I can I take us <laughs> on another aside really quick? I fucking love my Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah. Like, I, I was totally like I had left the console behind and then I was getting ready to do a couple of long I'm a slut flights, for Nintendo. And I was like, fuck it. I'm getting a switch. And that little motherfucker changed. Like when I used to commute two hours a day to get to work Hell on yeah. a train, I played that shit. That thing changed my life. Like real talk. The Nintendo switch is the most portable console. I've never taken out of my house because I don't want to get it scratched. Please don't touch it. I take it. <laughs> I like if I have like a long plane, train, or bus ride, my Switch comes with me and it gets used. So I, I had my Switch for like yeah. two and a half months. Brought it over to a friend's house. Like, it's a portable console. We can play the Switch. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, we both got drunk. He knocked my Switch over and there's permanent scratch in it. The end. Oh, see, I we, could say. We stopped being friends at that point. 
I have a Skyrim playthrough that that entire save, all of the hours on that save are literally played in a vehicle that I was not in control of. Like Sounds buses, planes, and trains. I, uh, were, the, were the doors locked? Well, on the train, they open every few from, minutes. From, and lock, from the inside? In could, are, were, were, were there bars on the windows? Oh, and the prison van? No. I mean, I've only done only the first two podcasts that we've done here were from my prison term. I oh, got okay. out. Okay. I'm on I'm on the ankle bracelet now. I see. We're 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 fleshing out the deep lore. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I love the switch. Um it's it's funny that we were talking about like uh fucking Ethernet cables for things because like the peripheral for <gasps> the the Ethernet cable for the switch is absolutely necessary for online play. Holy shit. Yeah, the Switch's Wi-Fi is garbage. Yeah, absolutely terrible. And and like even even then, even even if you're playing on like a really fast connection on Ethernet, like ninety nine percent of them are still like peer to peer games because Nintendo doesn't have like dedicated server hosting. So like you know you could have the best fucking internet out there, but like you know you you, you get online, you play Splatoon. There's a reason that the netcode for Splatoon is so fucking wonky. Because they're 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 factoring in uh, that like you know little Timmy down there is playing on like fucking one bar of Wi-Fi at like his five kilobytes per second like upload speed like he he doesn't stand a chance against you if you're if you're playing like straight peer to peer. You know honestly that Linus I did just a lost video. almost half of the audience probably. Yeah yeah Linus did a video where he was explaining like like Wi-Fi stuff and like signal interruption especially with the switch because that mario kart like ar game came out or whatever and you could have like four switches all on the same wi-fi network but the carts were also controlled with said wi-fi network so like the whole video he's like yeah this would be good if it was just like you know you and your cousin but like if you have more than one people and a bunch of recording stuff it's almost impossible to play yeah 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 because he's like you know, you have signals bouncing off of one another, crossing paths, and knowing all this. Plus, the recording software, cameras. A lot blah, of blah, Nintendo's blah. ideas are really only good and in the conceptual like, stage. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, would be great if it was just two people and not a bunch of like people standing around with software and all that other stuff. I will say some of the most maddening experiences that I've had in like software releases or or just like big releases in the past two years have been me like waiting for large releases from like Nintendo games that I, I will purchase on the Switch. Like one of them being um like Smash Ultimate. I don't I don't know like if people remember this because it's been like what two years since it's come out. But like when that game first came out, if you did not want a physical copy and I did not want to go to the fucking like store. I didn't want to go to the fucking GameStop. I didn't want to get like a physical card. I've I wanted... never bought a physical game for my Switch. Well so so here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you want to play a game that requires a lot of um if if you don't want to drop input lag basically you need it mm-hmm. on on the hard drive for the switch or, or your USD card basically because like if, if you're playing off of the cart you have drastically cut down on um the speed at which your controls interact with the game and and loading and all sorts of shit so like okay i'm going to get the digital copy of of smash brothers and everyone else was hearing the same thing because all like the tech blogs all like reddit and and twitter or whatever we're talking about this so when when they opened up like the soonest you could purchase and download that for for smash ultimate that server was down for six hours a solid six hours as people just went over 
over and over and over and over trying to ping the server. And eventually it rolled over and like some people could get in and they're like, hi, I'm playing the game that no one else can play. And everyone's just like crying bloody fucking tears because everyone's like, oh no, that person's been on the game for like 0.356 seconds more than I have. They're going to be fucking godlike and I'm going to be trashed. Like, you know, all sorts or all, all normal shit. All the, all the jammers level yeah, stuff. Yeah, all, 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 all the jammers like that. I wanted to say really quick though, too, that can we all just like, even though their execution isn't great, it's always great to have one company in every industry that just dreams, you know, like that, that, that goes like Konami, a of, dreaming that yeah. they have intellectual property still. Yeah, exactly. But a company that pushes the boundaries sometimes to a stupid extent, like a weird company, like Nintendo of all of the gaming companies now is probably the weirdest. Is this when we start the... talking about Death Stranding? Actually, I was going to I was going to um, uh, use this as a chance to segue into SpaceX's weird dream of catching the super heavy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have no idea what that is. Please elucidate me. Elucidate? Bo, Bo you're up. Yeah. <laughs> OK, don't make fun of my $10 college words, OK? You know, it's fine. Like, I know what it means, but, like, I've never heard it used. You've never heard it used in a sentence? That's the difference between, like, the... No, I've heard it used in a sentence. Like, I know what it means, but, like, I You've haven't heard it. You've never heard, heard it in casual conversation. Casually use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because I'm a fucking weirdo. You see, it's I'm a I... cromulent word. Well, here's the thing. Ah, I'm called out! <laughs> but, uh... And, and, I and hear that me that really embiggened the conversation. I am you the enlightened one. <laughs> oh my god. So yes, the so, super so happy because I because I am the enlightened about. one. <laughs> but yes, I really want to talk about this because this is wacky. This is technological and it's wacky. It's perfect for the podcast. Do you do you want to explain it, Bo? Yeah, I, I can get into it. Uh, basically, so one thing that Elon Musk really wants to do with the new rocket that they're developing, Starship Super Heavy, is to remove the landing legs off of the rocket and because that saves a lot of weight, gives you performance, gives you extra payload capacity. The problem being, you still need to land a reusable rocket. So how do you do that without landing legs? Well, obviously, the best solution and most recent solution that Elon Musk has thought of is to have the launch tower swing out some arms and catch the booster as it's landing back at the pad. And all of its weight will be resting on the grid fins, like those weird fins that pop out on the Falcon 9s. It will basically let, put all of its weight onto that and land on that. And then they can That's, put it back uh... onto the pad, reload it up, and relaunch it. That's, um... Insane? <laughs> well, not in... Okay, yes, it's insane. But it also sounds very, and, and, and hear me out, very expensive if that goes wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah no, no, that's my first You lost me, like, the second, the second sentence. The second that goes wrong, you... Not only you're down a whole rocket because your rocket crashed, you've now lost a whole launch tower and launch pad because all that just got blown to smithereens and you're going to have to repair it. So you might need to build a couple extra launch sites for that redundancy. I'm excited for this news because it means whether this works or it fails, it is going to be spectacular. <laughs> it's going to be so cool to look at. I feel like, oh, I feel like the, to go the, with this, they need a giant net. 
I mean, they already have it. They already have they a already giant that? net on a barge. But like, but like maybe, maybe catches... this net, hear me out, needs to be cylindrical with like a, a circular opening. And like maybe a backboard, you know, just in case it, it like, you know, like hit something. Oh, oh okay. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it took yeah, forever yeah. to get that. Yeah. Slam <laughs> dunk that rocket on there. Honestly, Related. when it comes to landing a rocket without legs, I think the best idea that Elon has mentioned is just simply the rocket landing back onto the launch clamps. Like it, it completely lands all the way back onto the pad. Yo, speaking you still of run Elon, the same risk of failure, but I think it may work better. Speaking of Elon, did you see that he surpassed Bezos in in being the richest man on Earth? Did what? He? he he just surpassed Bezos. How? I, I'm I, looking I don't know, Tesla's so, like pulling forward. Markets are wonky. So I, I'm sorry, but I have a hard time believing that because I just saw it. I just saw not it. even a year ago. Not even a year ago, he wasn't even on the top ten. And then the the other week, I heard he was like yeah, second that's, richest. That's, that's that's I just looked it up. Holy shit! Elon Musk is richer than Jeff Bezos. Wow. Oh, oh my god. You Can, you know I, you know I, what I needs know what to happen means. now. What needs to happen? They both need to fund separate kaiju products. And, and, yes, and, and they, yes, need to, yes. they need to duke it out in fucking San Francisco Bay. Yes. Yes, I am I am on board with this. Also, can we all just admit, and I've said this before, if that gothy girl breaks up with Elon, he's gone full supervillain. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm gonna use Harley together. Evil. And then she's she's going to she's going to like turn Wait. around and like help the protagonist of whatever like Wait. hero in the story. It's like he used to be so good, but then he stopped being good. That or she's gonna about Come save me, Jeff Bezos. She's gonna be sitting around the one day. The secret kaiju like, product Elon. made him lose his mind. She's gonna be sitting around okay. one day and be like, Elon, find me Australia. <laughs> So, so while we're talking about rich people, I did not know that the Zuck was even in the top 10. Oh, oh yeah. The Zuck is disgustingly rich. Oh, yeah. He's I did rich. not. Where's ad revenue question mark? He's selling people's data. Ad revenue quest? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that too. The Rift, the Rift S, the OG yeah, Rift, like any Oculus the Quest, the Quest 2. Ever since yeah. they bought the I understand company. that part. Instagram. Instagram. Like they have a lot of platforms where, where, that sell actually advertising on Facebook. Facebook owns so next now, time I see a wish ad for some adult toys, I might just be like, I don't know. I'm not giving into the Zuck. Hey, it's a wish ad. They just pop up sometimes. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, well, I do see another possible source for this wealth for Zuckerberg. Now, I'm not trying to make any accusations or anything. You know, there's no real evidence to support this or anything like that. But maybe, just maybe, he's selling your information. And that's where all of his income is coming oh from. <laughs> Even though I, I just said, said that like, you, like a minute ago. I thought when you said you didn't have evidence, you were going to be like, oh, he's a lizard person. Because I mean, he's the fucking well, lizard person. Well, that too, but I don't know <laughs> money off of that. Like, I mean, maybe maybe he's know? in the top 10 most rich people because the lizard people are abducting people at night and then stealing their 401ks. True, he's respecting a, mi a minority. Oh, well, they're going to be super disappointed <laughs> if they steal my... If, like, they're going to be super disappointed if they get my 401k. Wait, wait, like, wait would, that mean, would that mean the Zuck is the only minority in the top 10? As a lizard person, probably, yeah. 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 No, yeah, I, I I'd actually have to look through the rest of that. I mean, I'm looking at so, this so, chart. So and this is 
Just seeing all their faces is wonderful. How, many, yeah. how much lizard person representation is there on the top rich, richest people in the world? How much could well, there possibly be? We don't know that, do we? They're Honestly, a fairly oppressed minority. That's I feel why like there's something up with over. Bezos, though. Like, let's let's analyze Bezos for a second. Is he a lizard? Is he uh, a robot? Or is he something else we haven't, we don't fully understand I, yet? What was, what was that guy from Deep Space Nine? The, the shapeshifter? The Changeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the 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 whole mm. reason I I think that he's similar is the nose. Oh, I can see. That. Oh, I see. Okay, I can and see that. So yeah. I, I'm looking at this website, and it says Jeff Bezos' net worth dropped by 38 billion in 2019 following his divorce settlement. Yeah. Nice. By the way. Yeah. His wife uh, divorced him and got 38 billion billion dollars. She knows oh how to play God. that game. She played that game. She knew what she was she getting was- into. She, she was played used- the long con and she got the reward. She was used to a certain standard of living, and that standard of living was disgustingly rich. Uh, uh, so Reminds me of a, a song it, by Cake. And then this website goes on to say Elon Musk's network rose yep. by four, 548% in a single year, buoyed by surging Tesla stock. Wow. That's everyone, all- likes this. everyone likes yeah. that cyber truck, yo. Everybody wants that cyber truck. When I she's want done, she truck. puts the rest. Yeah. On a plate in a Ziploc bag in the freezer. What? <laughs> I'm oh quoting. My. I'm quoting a song by Cake called "Italian oh. Leather Sofa." Okay. <laughs> go, go, give it a listen sometime. It's relevant to this discussion. Okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> I uh, seriously though, like, if I had to marry Jeff Bezos for 20 years, and at the end I got 38 billion dollars, game on. Look, I'm not gay, but $38 billion I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bi. I'd, I'd still do it. $38 billion is a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot like, of money. That's fuck you money. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's like, you know how like Mayweather, and I'm not encouraging this. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not encouraging this. But you know how Mayweather like beats his wives and like girlfriends and stuff? Because he's like, I make a lot of money. I can do that. Yeah. yeah no, like $38 billion is like, I would you can torch with somebody Bezos. and waterboard them. Yeah, I would let like everything will be okay. I every day for 20 years for $38 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm okay with that. I'm just saying yeah, for yeah, me. I'm just saying, yeah, that, like that's what my self worth is at. <laughs> so, so should we just like rip off of uh, the Klondike bars slogan and say, "What would you do for thirty-eight billion dollars?" Yes. Yes. What would you do? Like, like where would you draw the line? It's like where million dollars, but. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. Everybody forgets about that game. Oh, million dollars, but is a good game. We need a good game. We need million to find a card game played sometime. Yeah, hey, you know, be speaking fun to play of, podcast. More, more alcohol is needed. Great segue, Hoop, to rip off a discussion topic that you put in a while back. Uh, greatest video game you've ever played. Ooh, I, I'll, I'll, I know I'll, mine. I, I, does anybody have, want to go first here? Because mine, mine comes with like some nostalgia and I might cry a little bit. <laughs> uh, I, can, I feel I can like Bose should go first. I can I feel go. Like Bose is the easiest. This is gonna be Star Trek Online. <laughs> yeah. So, so the best game I've ever played, hands down by a mile, is Minecraft. And I really wish what I could. What a fucking normie. Yeah, I, I was know, like... right? But you see, here's the thing, though. I really wish I could have like a total time played in that game 
one, I'd be completely embarrassed by that number, but two, that is by far my most played game, hands down, Kyrian. And I've been playing it for almost 10 years. It has been a huge part of my life, and it's brought me so much happiness, and it's a great creative outlet. I love that game to pieces. I know what mine's going to be. Sentimental. You should go next, then. <laughs> so uh, the greatest game that I've ever played is Psychonauts. And it's also my favorite game. And Psychonauts is this real hidden gem of like the original Xbox uh, cycle, like OG Xbox, not Xbox One or, you know, whatever fucking confusing thing that they come up with next. But um, it's it's by... Tim Schafer and Double Fine. And it is like a quirky look at summer camp for psychics. And the main character is Rasputin. He escapes the circus in kind of like a backwards version of that classic trope because he wants to be a psychic. And he goes to the summer camp and finds out that uh, kind of crazy things are going on. I'm not going to spoil it too much. But it's it's so interesting because they attempt to visualize mental quirks and disorders as like game levels and platforming and and there's such like a an attention to detail and like how art reflects characters reflects art reflects music reflects gameplay reflects characters all elements of visual storytelling in that game are related to both the feelings that characters have and how their brains work which is really interesting and i'm not just saying that because there's an insane level, which is hilarious, which is based upon the mind of a conspiracy theorist. I've uh, I've heard really good things about that game. And I'm very like excited that. for the sequel. If it is not good, I will cry. I, I sent two hundred dollars into that Kickstarter. I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. I already have my figurine and my my t shirt. Oh also my name's yeah. gonna be in the game. Ooh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've heard such amazing stuff about that game. Anyway, sausage. I almost I almost did it. I almost did it. <laughs> I was just waiting. <laughs> so, this is going to come as no surprise because I talk about it all the time. All the time. Whenever this subject is brought up. My love for the Bioshock series. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you've said that at least three times the past week. Yes. Yeah. Bioshock, it's hands okay. down. It's. <sighs> Okay, okay, I'm going to ignore that for now. <laughs> but Bioshock, for me, was one of those games where it was, like, kind of, it's a retrospective game. And, like, how, like, character development and all that other stuff and everything, every little detail in the beginning, you know, it it winds up being like that rule of if something, if you see something, you're going to have to use it one of these days. Or you might have to fight it. Who knows? And one does a wonderful job of this, especially like in the beginning of the game where you're introduced to a splicer and right off the bat, you fall into rapture and you're like, oh, this is a wonderful. Wait, wait. Oh, oh, he's dying. Oh, no. <laughs> and it just the whole atmosphere of the game the art. And when they remastered like the game and everything, I, I almost had a heart attack when I like loaded it up for the first time and had everything on max settings. And I was like, oh, like not only can I see like all of the oil stains, but you can see like the deformity and like of, of like the splices and stuff. Like 
in the like in the original before they remastered it, just be like, oh, like their skin's kind of like you know pale or whatever. But when they I remastered, you can definitely see like, how a remaster of that would enhance how gross it is. It's super gross, and they did a wonderful job. Uh, Bioshock was one of the games that like got me through a lot, <laughs> and I, I I mean like a lot, and just like oh yeah, like there's different like level basically has like a sub meaning to it kind of like in anime where it's like oh you can kind of tell the gist of like what they're trying to say like the message they're kind of trying to convene and with each game i feel like they get more like retrospective of each of the characters especially with each of the endings because you can play the games differently Um, are you sure you're using that word in the way that it's intended what do you mean Retrospective is like an analyzation or or breakdown of something that has completed. Yeah, yeah. In storytelling, and, and and that's why that's why for me, Infinite was so good because you realize, oh, this story is never going to complete. It's always going to be different. It's the same story and different settings, but it all has the same like, oh yeah, someone messed up here and someone messed up there. So that 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 was my little tangent i could go on to tell you how i have literally every single hard copy for the xbox 360 like i have oh so you gave it the the good old skyrim treatment yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna not only play this game over and over again but i'm gonna get like the holographic edition the collector's edition like all all of it i got all aren't aren't those literally just the same copy no they're not that's love (laughs) that's love is what that is (laughs) they are not the same copy because um like the collector's edition the art style on the covers is different and you have the holographic ones and all the yeah it's like collecting rare Yu-Gi-Oh cards (laughs) but okay the the one like last thing that i love about that story is how deep the lore goes i love me some good lore it's pretty okay (sighs) yeah you're just not you're not gonna win yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna win. I'm not trying to convince anybody or anything. Like this is this is my look at the game. No, and... no, 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 no. Like Bioshock, Bioshock is definitely pretty okay. It's neat. And anyway, <laughs> you, you, you can hear me like twisting the knife. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so, but yeah, no, the lore. When you get first get in the game, you're like, oh, I have no idea how Rapture started. But when you go through the levels and start looking for it, and you realize how, like, Rapture became a thing, you realize from the get-go, Andrew Ryan is completely mental. (laughs) I'm not going to, like, spoil anything for those who haven't played it or don't know. But if you ever play the game, just, just go through the lore and... I'm gonna leave it at that. That is that is the end of my Bioshock tangent. <laughs> okay, Poo, okay, you spoiled us earlier. All right, so my favorite, my favorite game of all time, the best video game that I, Poopy Boo, have ever played, is Mass Effect Two. Yeah, I love me some Mass Effect. Mass Effect, Mass Effect right. Two. <laughs> Mass, Mass Effect Three was let down by the ending. We'll say that Mass Effect 2 is the first game that I actually bought the soundtrack for. Yeah, the soundtrack is amazing. The the character development is unbelievable. The run-and-gun combat, I think they got pretty close to as perfect as they were going to get for that series in 2. 3 was a little bit over the top. Like, 2 was perfect for me. Yeah. Like, 
I I love the story. No, I no, lost no. people in that game. I lost people, and it broke me as a person because I let them down. Assuming direct <laughs> control. Oh, yeah. that motherfucker! Yeah, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> so, so when I heard that the first time, I was like, "Yep, I'm putting a sound clip on this." <laughs> I yeah, it, for me, it was there's there's just are there tiny little places the game falls short? Sure, nothing is yeah. perfect, yeah. but for me, that game was just it is as good as a video game can be. As yeah. far I think as it's I'm a concerned. spectacular so, example of how. The second title in a game is usually the greatest in a series because it touches up all of the gameplay elements, it expands on story elements, and then it adds its own personal touch to it, usually in a grittier, edgier way, if we're being real. So, yeah, so can I, can I, can it, it, it puts all of that together in a, in a neat little bow, and then just kind of threw them in the garbage with three. So yeah. can I uh, can I uh, touch up on that with something a little bit relevant to that? Yeah. On why I like the Clone Wars better than Revenge of the Sith? Okay. Uh, you, okay. okay. We're gonna okay. get Revenge into that. We're gonna yeah, get into that, that because that has to be a Clone Wars was. Yeah. It was. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Rewatch the <laughs> Genesis sequence and tell oh. me, tell me how much shorter that should have been. Oh, it should have been way shorter. Definitely. I'm not arguing okay, that. No, but I'm I sorry. still Revenge like it better than better 3. It, no, it is the better film. No, 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 no. Clone uh, Wars shouldn't have even existed. Okay. They That's just a needed, different they just needed a middle. <laughs> they just needed a middle film to pad out the trilogy. We all knew that it yeah. wasn't going to add anything special to the story. Yeah. That's and, and okay, here's that's the thing. So, so, totally planned to begin with. That is true. But, but what what's his name? I, 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 know we're going, I, I know we're going on a, no, quick, a quick little tangent here, but I feel like I feel like that movie just served to introduce the actors that would appear in the third film. But we should have I mean, never seen Anakin Skywalker as a child. We didn't need to see him yeah. as a child. We didn't need to see him pod racing, even though I enjoy the pod racing scene. Yeah, pod why, racing. why couldn't it have just been Hayden Christensen and then been like you know just like slightly younger? Yeah, Hayden Christensen with a good director would have been fine. He's done other yeah. stuff. He's, he's got he's a good director. Like, he was poorly directed. Yes. Yeah. Um, but um, like we 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 pan his lines, but like, come on. He was have, poorly have, have you seen Have you seen like the production diaries of like Lucas on stage? Yeah. Like the the main. Here is you need to like. Anyway, a we're we're we're, we're cutting too so, much into wait, the wait, content wait, wait, wait. of the eventual Star Wars cast. Uh, uh, yeah. Because I I wanted to say the only reason I liked two better than three was because less memes came out of two than they came out of three <laughs> like three is the like oh the meme. I, I there's the sand line in two there's the sand line yeah oh, I hate that's sand. It. So like, good okay but really no. but really we've wasted like five minutes on this yeah 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 okay okay that's the thing that's the thing Let's hey, <laughs> um can we hear a word from our sponsors licorice flavored is... toothpaste do you oh, love no. licorice? Do you like oh. toothpaste? Would you like oh, them God. to be both put together? Have a succulent adventure inside of your mouth with licorice flavored toothpaste. It cleans, it darkens, it does all of the things that you may or may not want out of toothpaste but don't want to buy because this is a fake product. What are you waiting for? Google it now. <laughs> Someone's gonna Google that. Someone's gonna Google that. <laughs> it darkens. Oh, no. That is vile. 
That is very vile. Like, I'm not. I'm not talking red licorice. I'm talking black licorice. Like it. it yeah. It'll look I, like oh, fucking tar. No. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a drink, and I can't remember what it's called. But it's like a mix of a bunch of fruits, and it tastes straight like black rick licorice, and it's yeah. thick and has pulp in it. And just drinking that whole drink, just the whole time, you want to die. Unless you love black Does licorice, it, come in a it can? is a wonderful. No, it doesn't. Like oh. it's an actual like mixed like cocktail. I again, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, but uh, it superfood. Just like, huh? Superfood. No. Like no. like you know like those green juices that you can get. No, it's nothing like that. I fucking love those. No, it, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like, here's the thing. It tastes like black licorice, but it's yellow. Oh, uh, no, I have not had, I have definitely not had that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it throws you for a loop because you're like, oh, yellow, like lemon, mango, probably some orange. And you drink it and you want to die. <laughs> you're like, why? Why was this given to me? How much did I pay for this? <laughs> Has anybody ever actually met someone who enjoys black licorice? And if you did, My what dad. asylum did you meet them in? Oh, okay. It explains a lot. Moving on. Yeah, I, that's like, I'm just gonna, I, I don't know, hey, Bo, I didn't know they existed before this conversation. I was, I was on the other night, and I've, I've been there a couple times, but, but you seem to be a little bit more well-versed in this. What is the Hapu Foundation? Okay, so. <laughs> the Hapu Foundation? The Hapu Foundation is an experience. Um, so, it's a, it's a group of people uh, found on VR chat. And my introduction to it was when I was hanging out with Poopy Poop at in the pug, the great uh, the great pug. And basically, you're sitting there, you're driving, you're having your fun time, and then all of a sudden, just seemingly out of nowhere, because you didn't notice them trickling in sooner, you just see this massive group of avatars of people in similar avatars not saying a word. They are silent, and they just they just stare at you. And eventually, one will drop a portal, and they all move to it and point. Is so you go through you the portal. Is that what you the other night sausage? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I thought you were just so, ignoring me. No. <laughs> I was okay, very upset. So, 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 so here, I'll, I'll, I'll explain more about that here in just a second. When you get to, like I said, Bo was with me at the start. Yeah. So if, if you do not capture my attention the first three seconds, you're dead to me. <laughs> Um, so, so you go to the, the world that they drop and it's like the, their world, the Hoppy Foundation's world, and they lead you to where all the avatars are and they'll just like, they'll surround you, they'll surround avatar pedestals, they'll point, they'll shift around. And it's like this whole herd mentality. They'll split up into two groups. They'll rejoin to one group. It's super weird. And slowly you know, one by I know one. That you said that they don't say anything, but when you said herd mentality, I think it would enhance the experience if all of them were mooing. But they're like a, it's oh like, a, think of like a school of fish. They move like a school of fish. Yes. It's and fascinating. Like, and as soon as everybody grabs an avatar, one of them will unmute their mic and explain what they're doing. Do you know the poi? Oh, I know the poi. I know. And the so, so that's how. I love how the Poop audio is I... isolated now. Oh my gosh. So, so that's how Poop and I got introduced to it. Now, the other night, I was hanging out with poop and sausage and poop got off for the night and i'm like well i haven't seen sausage in this world where 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 did he go oh he's in the hapu world this might get interesting so i hop in there <laughs> and and i immediately realized that they're preparing for another raid so i quickly ran over grabbed an avatar and joined in on the fun 
And the first victim was sausage in the world itself. Yep. Yep. And so so here's the thing. I was like, oh, I found the purple boy. I'm going to hang out with the purple boy for a little bit. And I met like a whole like other group of people. And then I got abducted. They said, follow us into this portal. We're doing something soon if you want to hang around for it. And I said, what is something? And they're like, uh, it's better we just wait. <laughs> like, legit, that Paimon avatar that you had, I didn't even realize that was a Hapu because it looks so much like Paimon. Yeah. 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 And, so... and I was sitting there and then all of a sudden they're like, well, it's starting. Everybody changes. I was like, okay. And then stare. And I was like, uh... Uh, what? <laughs> and and I was like, you know, I'm sitting there in the world and I was like, I feel like I did something wrong because now everybody in here is just staring at me <laughs> because they're all staring at me in a unified circle. And then they started pointing at the thing. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go over here. You and click. And as soon as I did. Yeah, exactly. That's what it felt like. You know, like when your mom, like you're acting up in the other room when you're a kid. And your mom just kind of stares at you, and you know that look. It's either I'm shut up and sit down. In you. Yeah, I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> That's what that felt like the entire time. Yeah. So you had so, so much potential, poopy poop. Oh my gosh! Such a oh call goodness. out. Oh. Um, it's a reference to, right. to earlier in the podcast. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having like I'm having like disappointed teacher and parent PTSD. Is, is that the kind of vibe that I get off? Give off really? Anytime I hear those words, you had so much potential. Oh <laughs> I heard that a lot you as a child. You were the chosen one. I was. <laughs> I heard that a lot. I was a, I was, I, I'm not sure if you can imagine this, but I was not the best child when it came to following authority. Oh, I can definitely not, see that. Yeah, not the best at it. Do you think that we have enough overflow to talk about Sonic High School? Oh, we should talk about fan fiction because I do have one that, like, it's not terrible. It's actually pretty good that I could recommend. Poop recommends fan fiction. Yeah, I've got one I could recommend, but. Like, I don't know how you want to segue into this, so I'm just going to let you... That was the segue. It. That was that Excellent. was the bit cool. introduction. There is a Gargoyles fan fiction called Alone, and it could have been a season of the show. Is it's this a self-insert really... for the creator? No, no. It is a very well-written fan fiction. Because that seems um, like an apt descriptor of a Gargoyles fan fiction writer. Okay, no. There is a... There, the word alone is of very great importance to the character Demona in the show Gargoyles. Can and I admit I've never seen the show? It's a great show. Um, and uh, there's a fan fiction called Alone. It is not finished. So I'm going to break everyone's heart here and say, if you read it, you're going to get to a point and it just fucking stops. But it's worth, even though the, it, there's no good ending to it, it's still worth the ride. It's a really good fan fiction. I've enjoyed it. Like, there you go. It's not smut or anything. It's like an actual, like someone sat down and, really tried to write the characters and stay on character it's not bad well if there's no smut i'm not interested and that segues us to the greatest fan fiction ever written <laughs> you put me on the spot like that okay yeah, i thought we were running out of time there okay okay put you on the spot you can yeah. edit this in if you need to, if we if you need no to i'm gonna write. leave all this in <laughs> <laughs> so um i 
came across in in my in my travels in my journeys in my in my escapades in my forays in my explorations into the internet into the wide unknown vastness that is the interwebs i found a single crowning jewel of literary accomplishment called sonic high school and i did this because i had a friend who was obsessed with sonic at one point and i really wanted to piss them off and i i literally typed into google Worst Sonic fanfiction. And people had talked about this fanfiction, and I was quite intrigued. Sonic High School, let's just divulge, like, right off the bat. We we did some digging as as to the account that uploaded this to fanfiction. Uh, fanfiction.net? I don't know, something like that. This creator was underage. I, I believe that they were, like, 13 or 14 or somewhere around that age, because we did some math. And... They wrote what is probably the most disturbingly sexualized fanfiction of Sonic that isn't just straight up smut, which is an accomplishment. Why are you posting a picture of Charmy B? Why? Because <laughs> I didn't know what Charmy B looked like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so spoilers. I'm going to spoil a lot of shit of, of Sonic fanfiction. And like, honestly... If you don't want to read all 27 or so chapters of this, I'm saving you some time. Uh, and, like, I can't quote all of it at once, so, like, don't even... <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's worth a read if you're a masochist. So, Charmy B, spoilers, uh, fucking dies. I, I believe that he's starved to death at some point. There's, like, some, like, fucking divine comedy punishment deaths in this in this series. Okay. Can, I, can I add something here when it comes to Sonic High School? Yeah. One of the greatest things is it is incredibly sexual, but probably because of the age of the person writing it, it's, they it's don't really understand sexuality. how sex works. Like, they don't really know it's the mechanics so of it. It's so off the mark. And, <laughs> so and we're going to get a little crude here. So like audiences yeah. like cover, cover the ears of, of, of the young ones. But like, it's it, it's basically like he 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 stuck he stuck his penor in the va the vagina, like yeah. it's it's or, yeah. I, I think I think there's one point where the lunch lady, the lunch lady, <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about her. Oh no! Like the, okay, so so we're 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 getting too deep. So I should start with the premise because the lunch lady the lunch lady is like the perfect embodiment of how to describe this writer but essentially it's like it's a sonic fan fiction like any other sonic fan fiction if you ignore this month and it takes place in high school all the characters are in high school and everything is super literal and the writing is super basic it's like sonic goes to this and sonic does this and sonic does this thing but not this thing and here's an awkwardly ham-fisted joke which doesn't really make much sense also here's a shocking thing that's kind of sexual and then we're gonna move on as if it didn't happen that's about every two paragraphs. It, it opens where Sonic is going to high school and there's something about like the science fair because Tails needs something to do. Some casual misogyny. Sonic's mom named Sonic's mom. Casual misogyny. Casual misogyny all around. And um and the first the first two chapters open with um like Sonic submitting a writing assignment to the teacher. And realizing that his daily journal is going to get read out loud, and his daily oh. journal for this assignment is about his disgusting ball itching problems. And everyone knows, and he's so embarrassed, and his girlfriend Amy finds out, and she doesn't tell him that she knows, because apparently she's got, like, 
I don't know. There, there's there's a lot of like weird like victim complex shit going on in 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 Sonic High School, and and that culminates in like the third act of <laughs> the third act of Sonic High School. But a play in seventeen acts. It, it just it just goes a lot of places, and the sexuality really like it it, it reaches its peak. Pun intended. When they start like really describing like how how all these high schoolers want to have sex they wanna they wanna have the sex Everybody's where, where are they gonna sneak off and have the sex prom <laughs> is for the sex what will we be doing the sex and there there is a subplot put in here that like prom is coming up basically and of course you know horny high schoolers but before that happens uh rouge and espio um get get ahead of of sonic and his relationship skills and and they fucking do it and not only do they fucking do it but um they do it while they're invisible and on the front lawn to rouge's house <laughs> mm, that's true and that's true. oh are we not talking also about i i assume you're going to get to this about like people are turned into children. Yes, we're getting to that. We're getting okay. to that because excellent, yeah, excellent, yeah, excellent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a pretty deep this, story. This is, this is the setup. So, so like the 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 cardinal sin in in this in this fan fiction is the moment that someone actually loses their virginity because that's when things really hit the fan. There's a lot of teasing. There's a lot of like talk of sexual innuendo and and like just really awkward jokes. And then there's just a straight up sex scene. With Sonic characters. And of course, everyone knows about it. Espio is like bragging to his friends, which are Sonic Tales and basically like the entire cast of the show, which happened to be male. Uh, Shadow makes some kind of weird comment about actually wanting to murder his parents. That was concerning. And like every single piece of this fan fiction was just a glimpse into the mind of like this, this early teenage adolescent mind and, and how he's, he's like, I'm assuming a male. Um, grasping with like these ideas of sexuality within like this this fandom that he's probably a part of, and there's a lot of like very self inserty moments. Um, can I can I throw some credit where credit is due though? It is hilarious. It is hilarious. I want to throw credit to the author of Sonic High School, wherever you may be. If you're ever listening to this, you left that shit up for the world to enjoy. Mad props. And you kept writing. And he's still you. writing, apparently. He's still writing. He's still Good writing. There are, there are multiple sequels. And, and the most recent sequel was released like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Still writing. So I do want to say like... He's older now. He's still, he's, he's still keeping up the tradition. It's going strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like full credit where credit's due. You know, like keep on writing. I keep would like to meet this guy crap. someday. Yeah. Probably not shake his hand, but I would meet him. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd shake his hand, no. but I'd buy him a beer. Yeah. So this 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 all culminates in the sequence where where Rouge reveals that in like the one sex scene that that's happened so far, she got pregnant, and also the pregnancy is coming very quickly because it's actually been like the span of probably twenty four hours. And there's this whole sequence that's really really confusing where Rouge gives birth, and it looks like Knuckles, so it's like a little Knuckles Junior. And apparently she had been she had been cheating on SPO and the baby comes out and there's something called the inestine body tonation technique, which is totally science and not magic at all. 
Um, <laughs> like that's almost an exact quote. Like the author was very adamant that the inestine body donation technique was scientific in nature because it was named after inestine. And also, inestine is Einstein. There are a number Wait, of horrible, repeated spelling and grammatical errors in this fan fiction which seem like they're on purpose except every once in a while they're correct so like if it was on purpose it would be more consistent is what i'm saying the nesting body donation technique happens and then like knuckles like rushes in and does like this reverse unbirth thing and then becomes a baby knuckles or espio is also a baby knuckles i don't know it gets really confusing now there now there are two like completely 100% like sentient sapient aware like babies and they what are previous really main characters yeah what if, what if a mess of deep takes yeah one <laughs> of them is basically like the fucking self-help guru like you know how in in some stories like there's like a magical old man who like lays on some wisdom to the characters when they're in a moment of crisis in this series it was a fucking baby that was like literally only hours old <laughs> it happens cool. to have the power of speech some weird shit happens in this like there there's there's like a gotcha moment where um they find out that there is a, a bracelet stuck inside of a body cavity in amy rose and and they find out that there's been some shenanigans going on because of another character that bracelet belonged to there's a moment where sonic upon hearing this tries to lock up that character and Amy in a fucking detention classroom and have, tries to starve them to death? Charmy B gets fucking executed, like, like shot straight in the forehead during a school play. And, and everyone's, yeah, like, fuck that guy. Because apparently um, some social drama, which didn't even make that much sense. We've only really covered about 15% of what's in this thing. There's a lot. And, and one of my favorite quotes it's is... um. Like an airplane full of businessmen, except instead of businessmen, it was his creamy Italian salad dressing. <laughs> it's like it's like if you were to if you were to read this and all of the uh, sequels, it's like reading the Bible. Yeah, there's something there's something biblical about it, except not really. Why would you say that? No, there honestly there really is. It's it's this needs to be canonized. It needs to be canonized. I want Sonic High School. Is 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 this the lost Dead Sea Scroll? Yeah, that's what it is. They're, they're going to print this out people. on, like, fucking paper and then stick it in, like, some cave in Jerusalem. Can you Pull this out. And, like, Sonic High School, the third book. Can you imagine, like, 200,000 years from now? Like, we're all dead. Everyone's gone. Humanity's, humanity's gone. And aliens arrive, and they see the ruins of our civilization, and they find a server in some server farm somewhere. And, they and then they, they turn to, like, chapter 12, and they're like, Man, this 13-year-old is really obsessed with his lunch lady. <laughs> That's what the aliens Like, like going into like this I mean, very in-depth description of this so. lunch lady and how she looks like and how she treats people on a normal basis and like how like her body is aging, but she's still oh, definitely yeah, we, got a rockin' bod and how Sonic would totally do this. her and then we dies. That lunch lady is a person. That's a real like, fucking person. That lunch person. lady was a definite person. Bo, you've been very quiet during all of this. Do you not want to talk about Sonic characters boning each other? I'm sure she does. <laughs> no, I mean, I can't elaborate as well as you guys can outside of the exception of my single favorite line of this entire tale, 
was the car that went burb. Burb. <laughs> burb. But also, that chapter was incline, amazing. Too. There was so much onomatopoeia. And I should add that um, we read this together. And by read this together, everyone listened to me dramatically read this. It was this. a beautiful reading. It was wonderful. We were, we were up until it like lasted, 1, 2, days. 3 in the morning, like laughing our fucking asses off, probably disturbing our neighbors. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure there was part one, two, and three because we kept tuning in for it. <laughs> I, okay, I, so you might have to, you may have to edit this. Yeah. But, because I'm going to use some language here. Okay. I mean, but we've, already, we've scene, already said some pretty outrageous yeah. shit. There's that scene where Shetta's in the back of the car that goes perf and he comes, <laughs> and he comes curtains. Yeah, he, he paints curtains on the inside of, and, and that was that was the robot from Sonic Adventure turned into a car. Yeah. So they they explicitly wanted to make it like it was it was like homosexual. Like, yeah, yeah, and like uh, when it, when I remember hearing that line, I was like, that that brings a new meaning to the line. It's curtains for you. So now for the rest of my life, if I oh, ever hear that again, God. I'm just gonna laugh hysterically. Oh, no. <laughs> painting, painting curtains inside. Uh, oh jeez. And it's, it's literal uh... and then and then like you remember right after that, the cops fucking roll up on him and he just like casually rolls down the window in his fucking cum covered car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it is it's I, we're not even doing, we're not even doing it great justice. Like I honestly think I would justice. tell everyone within the sound of my voice, look this up. Where, read it. Like print it, it out. Has to be, it has to Burn be. Burn it after reading it because you don't want to have leave evidence it. of this. Like holy no, shit, no, the FBI is going to put places. us on the fucking list. Create create like like manuscripts of it and leave them public places for others to enjoy. <laughs> create create a, a radio drama. Create a small community theater stage play. Maybe even, you know, try and see if this could get licensed for Hollywood, you know? Put it on the big screen. Give it the Game of Thrones treatment. Imagine imagine Sonic oh, High School no. getting the fucking Game of Thrones oh, treatment. No. Or like it's it played 100% straight. <laughs> oh, I would watch the shit out of that. And then, and then like going into like the third act of the story, Sonic has a fucking Jesus moment. Sorry, minor spoiler. Sonic fucking dies. The main character is killed off and for a non-insignificant amount of time. And then and then his triumphant return to the story is is something that the bards will speak of for many years. It was it was it was an experience. It's and a journey. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that Poop is with me on this, that because like this group, our, our our friends group, insisted that I be the one to read it. You did <laughs> you did a great job. And like, like my voice was just like failing because I had been reading this like so hard, like my voice was like cracking and straining from how loud I was laughing and just really trying to keep it together because some of those lines were so hard to deliver with a straight face. Words cannot do justice, like the amount of like mental fortitude it will take to to like even even read this, let alone like speak any of the material out loud. Yeah, I, I, I fondly remember the the live reading of Sonic High School, and I, I'm anxious to see if I can be recommended another fan fiction on par with just, like, the gratuity of both strangeness and, like, out-of-place sexuality. Because <laughs> goddamn, that shit's funny. Yeah, honestly, if, you know, if anyone hearing this would like to recommend 
in good or completely batshit insane fan fiction to us, please do so. And it's important that we put this at the end of the podcast because there's going to definitely be like a hard minute of silence where anyone who has listened to this point has already contemplated the decision of listening to the end of this particular episode. Yeah, this if if you all if if anybody made it this far. Thanks for making well, it this far. Well done. We really appreciate it. Congratulations, Shinji. <laughs> This entire oh part God. of the podcast was just like your your mental awakening. You have now yeah, realized your true potential. You can go out into the world knowing that you have experienced something truly genuine. This podcast has been brought to you by Sonic High School. <laughs> oh, no. Showing for the, the Sonic High School lobby. Sonic High School reminds you, Charmy B's sacrifice was not in vain. Except it totally was. <laughs> It really was. It really was. Sonic High School reminds you not to have un unprotected sex because some weird shit can happen afterwards. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, um, don't make fun of people's ball problems. Like, really? Yeah. yeah seriously, though. Like, like, leave everyone's balls alone. <laughs> like, if you have disgusting gay ball problems, like, you know, don't put that in your journal. Also, a good tip. Also, yeah. Top tip: don't. Put, you know, your ball problems on hard copy. That shit can get stolen. <laughs> or, yeah. or e even further, don't submit that shit to your teacher to get re read out loud in front of your class because, like, that's... What was that's this not cool. What, what did Sonic expect to happen? <laughs> that's way past cool. Oh. <laughs> and that was the final chili dog of the night. I I don't think I have anything else left to add to that. That was that was the magnum opus of this conversation. Oh, to quote another Sonic line: "Thanks for listening to everybody. Everybody, we are up, over, and gone." <laughs> <laughs>